Hi, I'm Angie Wisdom, and welcome to my podcast, Sharing Wisdom. I'm an author and a keynote speaker and a master certified coach. And for the past 25 years, I've sat across the table from fascinating people, helping them break through their obstacles to achieve success in their life and business. The one thing I've learned and believe to this day is that you are capable capable of change, capable of greatness, capable of anything you're willing to get serious about. And I want to help you get there. That's why I'm sharing all my wisdom and interviewing some of the most successful business leaders and athletes in the world so they can share their wisdom too. So get present and ready to learn. Welcome to Sharing Wisdom. Hello there. Welcome to another episode of Sharing Wisdom. I am your host, Angie Wisdom. And today, Marty McDonald is joining me. You all, I am so excited to share this story. I've had the pleasure and honor of watching Marty grow her business and brands. She was the founder, is the founder of Boston Media. She created Black Girl Magic, a summit to raise capital for Black-owned girl businesses. And now she's recently created another brand, Ella Olivia, which is just mind-blowing when you hear all the Target stores she's in and how this whole thing came about. And mostly like what she endured and her perseverance. When I said to her, I want you to come on the podcast, it was about like, gosh, you have the perseverance and determination unlike anyone I've seen. So I'm excited to have her here today. Marty, welcome. Thanks for being Thank with me. Thank you so much, Angie, for having me. It's, so excited to be a part of this conversation. I I have been watching what has, you know, evolved over the past year or so. I mean, you started El Olivia. When when did this concept come into your space? So we started El Olivia. We announced and launched it February 2022. So when I think about that, that's crazy because that was just last year, right? Mm -hmm. But we had been working on the brand and the concept about six months prior to launch. But the the idea of Olivia came from my daughter. She is the inspiration behind the brand. When I was 24 weeks pregnant, we got diagnosed with um, something called congenital diaphragmic hernia, which basically meant that her spleen, her liver, and her intestines were in her chest. And we needed to have a surgery to move it to its respective pl- places so the organs could function. And essentially, we had to stay in the NICU for 35 days for her lungs to heal. The NICU experience left probably a mark of PTSD on me that will never probably be forgotten from my spirit. Number one, none of it was in my control. I had to wait on her to heal properly. And that was a, that was, that was tough for me. Then number two, there was no relatability around us. We were in a NICU hospital where we felt we experienced systematic racism because we were a black family advocating for our our daughter's life. The doctors didn't look like us. The staff didn't look like us. And so we had to navigate waters of what people thought we were and who we were because of our skin color. Mm -hmm. And it kind of sucked a little bit. And so um, with that, I learned very quickly that advocacy and representation are not synonymous and that I was going to equip and prepare my daughter to make sure that she could advocate for herself in this world and that she could see herself in this world. And the first way she could see herself was to accept who she was. And so the brand ideally came from this experience and the experience itself taught me that if I show her who she is at a young age, 
that she's good enough, that her skin is beautiful, that her hair is beautiful and that it matters and the texture of it matters. I could show her that now that by the time she becomes eight, nine, 10, where self-esteem issues do come into play, right? She will, she will know naturally who she is. And by the time Mm -hmm. she's my age, she's going to be a force that can't be reckoned with because she's going to know exactly who she is and who she is in this world because she's seen herself from a representation stance. But then she also knows all of the possibilities because we've exposed her. And so that's how and why the brand has been birthed. It's it's an amazing story. And when you even say like, she's going to know she's a force that can't be reckoned with, like, well, you're her mom. So that's a given, first of all, because you have demonstrated that to the fullest. And even thinking about, you know, you birthed this idea and then you launched it and you're sitting here a year later, you know, and you're going into how many Target stores? Yeah, insane. So we send a cold pitch email to Target. I want to first start there by saying no idea is too small. No thought is too little. If you have something in you and you see a North Star to it, just go after it. Things will fall into its place the way they are supposed to if this is a part of your story. And some way, somehow, and I don't know what our end story looks like, and I have an idea of what I want it to be, right? But mm-hmm. this was a part of our story. And um, we got accepted last January into 409 Target locations off of a brand that's less than a year old at the mm-hmm. time. And so it it just goes to show that what's for you, no matter what's in front of you, is going to be for you. Yeah, it, it's, it's such a powerful message. And this was not new to you, this advocacy, right, of your... Um, of your race, right? You had been doing this with Black Girl Magic all along going, hey, you know, we need exposure. We deserve funding. And you are advocating for these businesses. And so it's an interesting, beautiful transition that now you have the same opportunity just within Mm -hmm. your same household for your daughter, that what you built with Mm -hmm. other women businesses, Black-owned women businesses, you've now been able to do with your daughter. I mean, what a blessing to be able to kind of carry that over. Yeah, absolutely. It feels surreal, right? But I think if Elle is 28 years old, if I could get to the two-year-old, right? Mm-hmm. By the time she's 28, she's going to be so much further ahead, right? But there's so much data that states that Specifically, black little girls lose confidence at the age of eight and nine. They Mm. lose confidence of raising their hand in the classroom from a couple of things. Number one, boys naturally are going to raise their hands because why? We tell a little boy at an early age, don't be a punk, straighten up, be tough. You're smart. You know everything, right? Like we tell little boys that, right? But little girls, we tell have a seat, be a lady, um, mind your manners, right? Um, don't speak too loudly, right? Like we tell little girls that. Mm-hmm. And so by the time they're eight and nine, 
your confidence is diminished because of it. And the number one way a black little girl's confidence is diminished is two things. It's her skin and it's her hair because she doesn't look like everyone else or people. She's not portrayed in media, right? So her skin is the first place where she loses her confidence. And then her hair, if her hair isn't straight, if her hair doesn't look like someone else's that seemed acceptable, right? Then she loses her confidence in that. And so we want it to be intentional in creating this product line that focus specifically on those two things right now. So I put my little girl in what we call our play and lay sets and she gets to see these hair puffs and it looks just like her hair puffs that we put in her. Or she gets to see a little girl with braids and beads or she gets Mm -hmm. to see pigtails, right? She gets to see that the hair texture in what she's wearing looks like her. Then she gets to see this brown skin on this character and it looks like her, right? That's my first way in showing her that she is accepted in this world because she has something that is mirroring who she is. Mm, So powerful. I mean, you and I've had many conversations about mindset, you know, and, and I think about like psychological flexibility and the way to reshape your thoughts. And you are literally wiring her thoughts at this young age to think something different than what historically, you know, little black girls have thought or how they've been seen from their hair, their skin. So it's just, it's amazing to think about how you're shaping her future right now with what you're doing, you know, at such a young age. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for where we're going. I'm excited for what we're doing. We're, we're just getting started. We haven't even dipped our toe all the way into the pond um, of what this lifestyle brand is going to be for black and brown girls across the globe. And, and for our white allies that are going to um, rally around with us. And they will. They will. Um, It's an adorable brand. I've got to go back to what you said a minute ago, like encouraging people, you know, no idea is too small. Just start. Just take that action. If it is right um, for you, if it's part of your story, things will happen. And we had this kind of pre-conversation before the podcast started. And I said, you really have this ability to to look like a magician. You just make things happen. It's like you pull a rabbit out of your hat. Now, I know because I've had the conversations (laughs) with you offline about how much work it is. And gosh, the testing of faith, the testing of, you know, your endurance and and whether or not this is the right thing. All of that has come up for you. But here you are. Can you talk a little bit about that um, for those people who are being challenged, you know, when you have the doubts and the fears that pop up? Yeah. You know, I think that your mindset is the vehicle that will take you so far in life. If you have a small mindset, that's what you're going to receive in in return, right? You're going to receive little lack. If you have a mindset that can really push beyond limit, you're going to receive that, right? You're going to receive the outcomes to that. There are definitely some exercises that have to take place in order to expand your mindset. And I think, Angie, you've been a huge part of me being able to expand my mindset. Um, I remember one of the first conversations that me and you had, and I was very frustrated in receiving partnership with companies 
Um, and, and I just kept saying, is it because I'm a black owned company? Is that why I'm not receiving the opportunities? And I remember you saying to me, and it, it sent, it seemed so small, but yet instrumental. You said, Marty, go find companies that align with your values. If you feel like the companies you're going after aren't doing that, then go find ones that are. And in you saying that everything shifted for me. And it was like, you're right. Go find companies that align with what I am desiring to do. Don't allow my own barriers that I'm putting into place be the things that stop and inhibit me to moving forward. And so I think that when you wake up in the morning, what are you feeding yourself? And in the morning when I'm waking up now, although my house feels so different um, with (laughs) twins that are three months old and a two-year-old, right? But I'm being very conscious of allowing myself to be spoken into with my own words. The first thing that I do is I say, God, I am going to receive miracles from you today. Today, when I wake up, I'm going to experience you. I'm going to see you throughout my day. God, help me see you throughout my day, right? I'm setting a tone of allowing my spiritual beliefs to come in. The second thing that I do is based off of my big picture of what I'm going after for my life, I'm checking off the things of my list that's helping me accomplish that. Right. Um, And then I'm setting the tone and gratitude. I'm saying all the things that I'm grateful for. And yesterday I had a day where I had to stop myself and take a pause. And then I had to start speaking things that I'm grateful for because life can be daunting. And when you're trying to accomplish something really big, the task can feel so huge. You will forget the past moments, you will allow the future moments to take over and you cannot focus on what presently, Mm. the present moment that you're in and what has happened for you. And so I had to really like regain my focus and say what I was thankful for. That really helps me specifically find so much appreciation for where I've been and then I'm thinking if I accomplish that, what else can I accomplish? And I am a high capacity individual that thrives in uh, in being busy and having a lot on my plate in accomplishing a lot of things like that's how I'm wired. And so um, those are those are some ways in which I am able to identify shifting my mindset to ensure I can overcome once it gets hard. But another thing I do at nighttime, and I've started this practice of recent, is I'm reading out out loud what I want my most, what my most successful life looks like every Mm -hmm. night before I go to bed. And when I read it out loud and I go to sleep, I know what I'm working towards for the next day, what I can look forward to and what I was able to accomplish today that helped me get to what my most successful life looks like. And I believe that God wants us to live our most successful lives. And I don't believe that he wants us to live in misery or having a life that isn't fulfilled. And so that's what I'm working towards every day 
and then being present and knowing that I can control some of the things off of what I want my most successful life to be like today. And I can have those things today. It's not going to be this magic day when everything comes into place. Um, I allow it to be today as well. That is quite a recipe. I mean, when you say it all and, and I'm sitting here going, wow, you have really even grown in that aspect in really putting this practice together for yourself and giving yourself the foundational pieces that set you up for success and, and affirm like who you are and what you're capable of. I love that nighttime piece. People take for granted what your minds do while you're sleeping and they work that that conscious mind is at work when you are sleeping. So I'm often a prayer person when I go to bed because it, it works while your eyes are closed. And so you affirming like what you want your life to be, that gets processed into your conscious mind and your subconscious and, and, and we use it, you know, in that next day. So that's super powerful. Um, I want to talk a little bit about those days where, you know, you didn't even really know what to do. Because I mean, Honestly, this is not something that you had done, right? It wasn't like, oh, I know exactly how to get into a yeah. retailer and create a brand. Like you had this dream and this passion, but every single day you were navigating the unknown of like, how do I do this? Oh, I yep. need some capital. How do I get capital? Oh, I need this. Like one thing at a time would pop up. So what do you do in those moments when you don't have someone telling you what to do? Yeah. I mean, I'm still living in those moments. And I also, I, I love this question because there's not an answer for these moments going away. Right. And so often we think that we're, these moments are going to go away as you evolve and you continue to continue, continue to grow and become more successful, more of these moments come. Mm -hmm. And so for me specifically, what I'm learning right now is it's not about me getting to a spot where everything is magical, but instead, if I want to create a $300 million brand in which I am going to create through El Olivia, that there's not going to be a stopping point where everything just magically falls into place perfectly that I'm on a journey of learning everything, every single day, every week, every month, being connected with who I need to be connected to at the moments I need to be in order to grow to the next level. And so in doing that, that took, that took so much for me to get to that point. It took so much for me to get to the point of knowing that, all right, I am on a marathon I am not sprinting pace mm -hmm. myself. And I think that this word pace is so critical, specifically for women, specifically for women owned business, like entrepreneurs, right? Um, pacing yourself. You're going to get exactly what you need at the moment that you need it when you're on the right pathway for yourself, when your purpose and your vision and the values that you have are all aligned with one another. I believe that. El Olivia is a is a purpose driven um, entrepreneurial business that I have in place based around my values, my vision, and my purpose. Like hands down, it, all of it yeah. goes hand in hand. Um, so much to the point. I'm going to share a story around it. But yeah. but with that being said, I think that 
um, you, you have to know that if you're on this pathway, it's going to be hard. Yep, absolutely. But you have what it takes to continue to get what you need and utilize your toolbox. And my toolbox means number one, my network. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to ask whoever you need to ask, even if it's you're just asking for advice. What I found recently is if I say, hey, Angie, can I get some advice from you on something? There's so many, so much more low risk of you giving me advice and you feeling like you're not, you're, you're not, I'm not putting a guilt on you that you have to give me something, right? I'm mm-hmm. saying, hey, can I give you, get some advice from you on how I can get into Target? What would you do, right? And then you're giving me that advice, There's something that happens with a human connection of you being able to give me advice, me receive the advice that will take you along to your next pathway. Mm -hmm. And so I've been utilizing my network and my toolbox. I think that's so important. Then number two, what skills do you have to execute, right? And if you don't have all of the skills to execute, who do you know that has those skills that can execute for you, right? That's something else in my toolbox that I have to constantly pull out. This morning, I was texting. I was looking at my phone and I was thinking, who are some people I can text to talk about VC racing? And I'm sending Mm -hmm. text messages out. Hey, do you have some time next week? I just want to get some advice from you. Right. Mm -hmm. There's nothing. There's no there's nothing in that. And someone saying no, people normally want to share their experience and advice, right? So mm-hmm. I think utilizing that has been a huge part of me being able to grow. And listen, you're going to experience nose. You got to get a thick skin around the nose and the resiliency of just how I grew up and the obstacles that I faced and all of that has been a part of my story, but it also has been a part of my story that has allowed me to be able to be resistant to the nose. And so um, those are some ways for me personally. I, I want to double tap back on me saying when it's for you. So I had shared a little bit around our NICU story and mm-hmm. I just had um, twins, which is crazy. And they're three months old. And because we had this NICU story all throughout my pregnancy, I kind of held my breath a little bit because I didn't want that experience to happen to me again. And I was Mm -hmm. sitting in the ultrasound room. um, We're 20 weeks pregnant. And we would learn at this point in the game if our twins have congenital diaphragmic hernia, what my first baby had. And I remember just hearing this whisper from God that was like, they do not have it, Marty. And they don't have it because that's not a part of their story. I needed you to experience what you experienced from your first child to be able to create this L. Olivia brand. If you had not experienced that, you would not know the feeling of advocacy and representation. And you would not know how to go pull the pieces together to create this brand. 
So stop living in the moment of you think something bad's going to happen because something bad happened before. Your bad that happened wasn't bad for you. It was purposeful for you to be able to, to deliver something for that's bigger than you. And so when that hit me, it was like I could take a deep breath. I could exhale a second because mm. so often we think that our journey is just about it being good or bad, but sometimes our journey is beyond us. And I do believe that, you know, I am supposed to touch so many people, so many black women specifically, so many women who are entrepreneurs or who are dream chasers or who are trailblazers or, and I'm supposed to give them the hope that I had because nothing was given to me. Nothing was easy for me. But instead, it's based off of this very purpose-driven life. And knowing that when obstacles are against you, they're not always just about you. Sometimes there's a bigger picture to it. And 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 for me, that's really the play here with Elle Olivia. I love that. It's a beautiful I gave you goosebumps, first of all, you know, because you and I have had many conversations about faith and about, you know, God speaking into us. And it just goes to show you, you know, that gratitude and finding the why behind something. Sometimes it takes years for you to see his purpose and what he did. And, and it shows it right there. I love that you were able to let go of that fear you said so many things and everything you just said that, like, I've got to go back to some of them. Um, first, the fire, like that, that real why is why you keep persevering is clearly in your story. Like there's a real reason behind this. And it, it made me smile when you said, you know, you get some no's because I remember conversations where you're like, Angie, when, when am I going to get a yes? You know, you felt like you got no's over and over and over again, but you kept going. What was the driver? Yep. A couple of things. Some of them were positive and some of them were not, right? One mm -hmm. of the biggest things was proving people wrong, mm -hmm. right? Like proving them wrong, proving the people who said no to me wrong, right? Um, of what I could deliver. But in hindsight, the people who said no would have never caught the vision anyways. I would have been fighting up against them the whole time. So that was perfect that they said no in that time, right? Um, the other driver is, for me, financial freedom. There's a freedom that I want in my life where money will never be an issue, and that's one of the things that I say before I go to bed at night. Money will not be an issue. Money will not. Money is a tool. Money will not be the thing that holds me back from accomplishing any of the desires of my heart. And so financial freedom is a big driver for me simply because I'm the first college generation in my family. Mm -hmm. um, my grandparents, my great grandparents were sharecroppers. 
Um, we didn't have home ownership. We did not have financial freedom and we didn't have necessarily education, right? Backing behind us. And now I can check all of those things off of my list so that when my grandchildren's children are talking about me, instead, the story is my grandmother changed the trajectory of our generation in our lineage, right? To make it not about me, but easier for them that they then have the hope to be able to accomplish their desires. And so that is a huge um, part of the driving force behind what I am accomplishing. It is financial freedom. It is freedom to be able to make the choices that I desire without someone um, gatekeeping me from doing so. Mm hmm. That's and I have to say, you didn't just like step it up a little bit from your lineage and your family tree. I mean, you knocked it out of the park, Marty. I I even wrote down as I'm talking to you, like there's no small dreams for you, even in your past experiences with Boston Media and Black Girl Magic. Like we have these conversations where you're like, I'm going to Amazon. I'm pitching this on Amazon. I'm going to Citibank, like all these companies. And there was just never a small dream. It was always big, even with Target and Olivia. It's just, it's in you. Was it always like that for you? It's always been like this for me. I remember, you know, like innately, you know, inside of like, if you're looking at a kid, you know, the kid who's got going, who has it in them, right? Like you just know. And so I've always been really fearless. I've always been really fearless, but I've always been creatively curious, right? Mm-hmm. So I've always wanted to create something like that's been inside of me. I remember drawing on my wall or taking my dresser in my room and drawing and changing it and making it differently. Um, and so, or being creative and like what I wear or how I wear my hair, like being a creator is inside of who I am. But then in with that, I think that, I have kind of a superpower and I know how to execute and I'm not a creative that stays in my head. Mm-hmm. And so, because I can execute. And I think that to be honest, it may have come from my humble beginnings of not having much, but being able to utilize what I had um, to create from it. And so sometimes again, like I said, you despise lack, but sometimes despising lack isn't the issue when you are in a season of lack. It's teaching you how to be nimble and it's teaching you how to um, take different pathways towards something and it will serve you so well later on. I hear so much reframing for you, like conversations that we had years ago and the way you look at them now, like you've truly taken all these experiences and it's like this light bulb has gone off on every one of them going, okay, now I see why that happened. Now I see why that happened. Even the nose you said earlier, like being able to look at them now and go, yeah, that just wasn't the right opportunity for me. You've had a big shift in not taking those nose personally. Yep. I think that it's critical. I think that it's critical in you 
in showcasing, if you don't take them personally, Neil, how it will set you up later. And so that that's just been my North Star. And to be honest, when I look back over everything that I've wanted, I didn't have space for it or I didn't have a resource for it. Right. And so now when I think about, I, I literally just had a meeting before this meeting to go over 2024 planning with my L Olivia team. And mm-hmm. I kind of had to like take a breath for a second after I presented it. Cause I'm like, I'm scared as hell. <laughs> like <laughs> that seems so scary. What I want to accomplish for 2024, but I'm like, I got everything I need to do it. I've, I got everything I need to accomplish it. I got everything I need to expand our retail doors. I got everything I need to have additional conversations. And that's all they are, conversations. And if they say no, or if it doesn't work, it's okay. Um, But I also think that for me, what I'm currently learning is I've also put myself out there. Now the world sees Now the curtains are open. Now, um, I failure is not an option because now everyone sees it. Right. Mm. But I'm not a robot. Like, and if things don't go right, it's okay. Right. Um, and I'm learning how to give myself some grace in it, even if no one else does, because I don't have everything figured out. And I'm going to go and I'm going to try and I'm going to put my best foot forth. And um, you better believe I'm going to give it all that I have, but I'm going to pace myself also. And I'm not going to run out of breath. And so hopefully that will encourage someone who may be listening of pacing themselves, allowing themselves to have some grace, um, Mm -hmm. but giving it all that you have. Yeah. And you said the word pace a couple of times and the word that instantly came to my mind after you said that, which you also have really grown into is patience, right? Pacing yourself and having the patience for the timing of it all, for when it's supposed to happen and how it happens is a big piece of it. And when you are playing at such a high level, it's a different game. Like there is real fatigue, exhaustion, mental drainage, like all of that. Like it is, it's real. And you have to be able to pace yourself. You have to have patience and that trust, or I don't, I, I don't think you survive. No, you absolutely do not. And, um, (laughs) and the goal isn't to do everything in 12 months. Right. Like that's like, then what do I have to look forward to? Then what's the rest of life? Right. And so, again, like I said, I'm double tapping on these things because these are experiences that I'm facing right now. Like, why is it that I want to think everything's supposed to happen before this magical time frame? And, I, and oh, by the way, I don't even know what that time frame is. I'm just saying I want it to happen on Neil. Right. Yeah. And so, um, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying no to that. I'm saying I, I want to be able to enjoy my life. I want to be able to enjoy my life and there's not any barriers in place to, to not allow me to do that. But me, I am the only person that will allow me not to enjoy my life. And so, um, me refocusing and reshifting my perspective around, 
not having to do everything today. I am not a robot. Like it's okay to breathe for a second, right? And to be able to start back up and accomplish what you need to accomplish. And I'm not racing against anyone else anymore besides myself. Yeah, that's a, a, I can hear the peace in your voice as you say that for sure. Um, Something else you said that I've got to tap back into because people need to hear this is that your ability to ask for help is admirable. Like that is one of the hardest things for people to do. And when you sit here and you make it sound so easy, like, okay, I'm talking about VC right now. Who do I know? And I'm going to send some texts out. Like you all, if you are listening, you have to ask for help. The resources that you're talking about, your network and being able to ask for that advice is huge because if not, that's how you stay stuck. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I've never done this. You've got to look for some advice there to just at least get your wheels turning. Even if it's not the advice that you want or the right advice for you, it sends your mind into motion, which is helpful. Yeah. Yes, it, absolutely. I think that I think that around asking for help, it is it's not meant to go it, you're not meant to do this alone, right? Like you're not meant to do life alone. And and even from the Bible, from biblical perspective, it talks about having community, right? It's mm-hmm. it's essential that you have community. And in in having community, the goal isn't for you to be the best or the expert at the top of the group in your community. Right. And so in that there's a network for you, for other people to be good at certain things and for you to be good at what you're good at. And then asking for help is inevitable, a part of you having community. Yeah. Did you always ask for help? Was that easy for you to do? Um, you know, I wouldn't say that it was easy for me to do because I think that sometimes we make asking for help seem like we're weak, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so um, it's something that I've had to tap into. And I think I've rephrased the way I look at it. I'm now looking at it like this is the community that I have. These, these are the networking relationships that I have built, right? And of course, they want to help me. Right. They want mm-hmm. to see me thrive and see me grow. Um, and so I've had to look at it differently versus sometimes in your mind, you can think of it as I'm being a pest. I'm not contributing anything to them. Of course, they don't want to see me grow. Right. And I've had to change the narrative around. Absolutely. That's why they're a part of my circle. That's why they're a part of where I am on my trajectory, right? I think about the relationship that I have with you, right? And 10 years ago, I didn't know you. Five years ago, I didn't know you, right? But now we have a relationship and now I know you. So you are also a part of my toolbox. I think that that you have to look at it from the perspective of who do you have in your toolbox today that can help propel you to the next level. And you're going to, have new people in your toolbox and there are going to be people who exit, right? But in doing that, that's how you're able to to build a bond. Yeah, so powerful. This conversation, again, I was so excited to have it because literally the way Olivia has just 
blossomed dramatically in the last few months is insane. So I was excited to share this conversation with you and everyone else. The last thing I really want to touch on is this from a faith perspective, because that's always been a conversation of ours when we do talk and even the most faithful, right? Like you can, you can be tempted to believe something different. And I know that's been a big part of your journey and something we always recalibrate on. So just share a little bit about how, what you've learned in that space and how that showed up for you through this. Yeah. First I had to, um, understand why I was <laughs> tapping into faith. Like, what does it really even mean for me? Right. Um, and, you know, from the perspective of like, God gives you a lot of control in terms of what you think, what you're around, like he allows a lot of liberties for yourself. Right. But I had to ground myself in something that was substantial that I could lean into. And there have been moments in my career that have made absolutely no sense to me. And for me personally, I know that that's God showing up, right? He's appointed divine people to speak my name into rooms I've never entered, right? He's allowed me to get opportunities that have really transformed the way that um, I've been able to be successful in business. And so as I continue into my next level of faith, because I think that there are levels of it, right? Um mm -hmm. I am now leaning into his promises and what are his promises for me? And for anybody out there who is a believer, I believe that what you sow is what you reap. And if you are sowing good seeds, then you're going to reap a harvest of goodness. And I have been so obedient to God in terms of ideas that he has given me that I've received little from, right? But he's allowed things to fall into place. Um, that I am, I know that I am entering into a season where his promises are up on me and my life, right? And I recite his promises. I have this text message that I send to myself and I call it Marty and God. And mm -hmm. so it's at the top of my text. And when I'm feeling really discouraged or overwhelmed or filled with anxiety, I'll say, God, I'm feeling so overwhelmed right now. You know, I need you to show me that all is calm. Right. And it's and I text it to myself and it's on a it's on a read. And so when it texts back, it says it was read. And I believe that that mm -hmm. was the way that me and God communicated together that day. Right. Um, and so. I am believing in like such a different way these days. I'm believing in all of his promises. I'm believing that um, I am coming out of a season of where I have sown such good seeds that I'm going to reap the harvest of that. Um, I'm, I'm just believing in the overflow season of abundance. And so um, it just, it, it, it is my framework that allows me to believe in the midst of the no's and the, the hardships and the obstacles and the not knowing that this is kind of my foundation of what 
um, I get to lean into when I don't know what to do. But I'm also I also say all of that and say that this is my season to be carried by God. And I am challenging myself in that because in doing all that I have done, it has not been easy not to be in trying to be in control of every mm-hmm. single piece of it. And um, I because I keep talking about pace, I'm like, you know, God, I'm actually going to let you take the wheel. Walk ahead of me. Let me follow you. Let me try something different. Right. Like in, in my head, I'm like, OK, I've gotten here and I'm exhausted. Let me try allowing God to carry me through it all. And he carried me on the on the road map that he has. And I get to be surprised by the stops along the way. Right. Um, I get to be surprised by the miracles that he's going to bring in, in place in my life because of it. And um, and that's just the season that I'm in, in in terms of my faith. And it's been my my leaning source towards everything, because if you have nothing else, if you have nothing at all, nobody can take your faith away from you and in the faith it says it in black and white, what God says for your life and what he wants for your life. And so um, that's my North Star. I love it. And that's exactly what I want to wrap up with. It's um, been beautiful to see how he's showing up in your life. And that doesn't mean the work hasn't been hard by any means. Like you said, you you are um, planting seeds out there, right? And you, like you said, you will reap what you sow. And it's showing up for you big time and it shows on you. It shows in all that you're doing and everyone needs to check you out. Um, Instagram shop L Olivia, right? You'll see her in target. Yes. Cutest, 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 cutest. Oh my goodness. The cutest clothes. (laughs) Absolutely love it. So I appreciate you being here with me, Marty and sharing your story. I hope that people are taking away the determination, the perseverance and, and really the plan that was put on your heart by God and how you followed through with it. So thank you. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. I hope you found your dose of wisdom for the day. And remember, just don't take it in, live the wisdom and share the wisdom. If you like this episode, give us a like below and comment. Let me know what you think. If you want to be sure to catch all the episodes of Sharing Wisdom, hit that follow button. If you want more of Angie Wisdom, you can go to AngieWisdom.com and sign up for Words of Wisdom or follow me over on YouTube and Instagram at Angie Wisdom Life Coach. 